What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. Everybody, welcome to this week's REI Deal Breakdown on the Real Estate Investing Fast Track Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and today I'm going to talk about a subject to deal that I fixed and flipped in Newark, Delaware. So if you're interested in learning all about that property and how we made $47,000, this is the video to watch. So before I get started, if you're not familiar with me, my name is Greg Helbeck. I've been a full-time real estate investor for almost eight years now, and I have done a lot of deals, done over 150 properties. I've done them in multiple states from the East Coast to the West Coast, to Texas, to Oklahoma. So I've got a lot of real estate experience and the goal of this channel and this podcast is to share what I've learned so far on my journey with you, whether you're new or whether you're established so you can start to grow your business. So if you do get value today, if you could leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, that'd be great. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, so you can keep getting this content delivered to you on a weekly basis. So today I'm going to talk about 140 Pawnee Court in Newark, Delaware. Uh, we made $47,000 on this house when it was all said and done, but this thing was a freaking roller coaster and I was really pissed off on this property and I'll get into that in a minute. So how did I find this deal? SEO. Somebody went to the website in Delaware. They filled out a form. They were in foreclosure or pre-foreclosure and they were going to lose their house and they did not want to lose their house. So they reached out to us within an hour. Brett on my team, who actually was my partner on this deal, went in to meet the seller at his house. And the seller basically was like, I don't want this thing. You know, you guys, if you can buy it, great. And he was like, probably the easiest seller I've ever dealt with, or one of the easier sellers I've ever dealt with. We've dealt with hundreds. And, you know, we ended up getting him to accept an offer where we were to buy his property subject to the existing financing. So this guy had a loan for, I think, for 220 that was in default. And then he had another loan on the property for like 40,000. So he was back about 220 on the first. And then on the second, he was back 40. So about 260 ish ballpark in back payments. So that's what he owed on the property. And then he obviously didn't pay his bills for a while. So he had some foreclosure fees and whatnot. So when it was all said and done to not make this super confusing, the seller got $1,000 to walk away from the property in a completely avoided foreclosure. The closing costs, we had to pay the transfer tax on the full amount was like $14,000. And then we had to pay $20,000 just to catch this loan up to get it out of the, out of the gutter. So we had to write a check, Brett and I, for $34,000 just to get this property in good standing. And we didn't even start the rehab at that point. So we had to bring 34K to the table to get this deal done and closed on the front end. And then once we did that, we hired a contractor who did not do a great job. That was the uh, second to last project that contractor ever did anyway. So I digress there, but we hired a contractor and the original scope of work was literally to just do like paint and carpet and put it on the market. That even kind of rhymed there, paint carpet market. And that was what we were trying to do. But like, as the project was progressing, there were some other things that were wrong with the property and the contractor was whining and being a baby about it. So we had him do a little bit more work. He did some floors, yada, yada, yada. And we ended up getting this property, you know, in reasonable condition. And, you know, we, we then got a realtor and we got our first realtor involved more on that later. And we had the house on the market and we actually listed it on a terrible weekend to sell houses, which is Memorial Day weekend. But we still had a couple offers on the property. We ended up going with one offer that was 15 and we listed the house for 370. 
We went with a, an offer that was 385. So we thought we were going to make a bunch of money on this thing, which we ultimately did. But this buyer ended up getting a home inspection and they absolutely tore our property to shreds. They made us do a bunch of work. Some of it was reasonable. Some of it wasn't reasonable, but it is what it is sometimes when you're flipping houses and uh, we agreed to do the work. Long story short, two days before closing, and they also the offer that we took was bad because there was a home sale contingency, which means that the seller had to sell their house in order to buy this house, which is never good when you're flipping houses. And we should have had this property on the market for longer. We should have gotten more offers, but we were advised to just take this offer, which was ultimately bad advice, but it is what it is. So we end up getting almost to the closing table about six weeks later. And two days before we were supposed to close, the buyer bailed on the deal. I was actually in Japan when this happened, so I wasn't too happy to get that text message. But anyway, we decided at that point that um, we were going to have to go in different directions from the original real estate agent. So we removed first real estate agent from the listing. And, uh, you know, we tried to do it with the utmost respect, but we couldn't, you know, rehire that agent after that deal fell out. Because the truth is we could have prevented that from falling out at least two weeks before closing. We wouldn't have had our time wasted. So we got rid of that real estate agent. And then we turned around and we found another real estate agent who we actually wholesale a lot of properties to. And uh, we had him list the property and he actually gave us some really good advice. He said, you should do these things to the property before we relist it. And uh, we put about $1,800 extra into the property. We, we painted the basement, we changed the ceiling fans, we changed some other small stuff and got the property in better condition than it currently was. And by the way, while we were fixing the house up for the first buyer, we were doing you know, good improvements to this property. So ultimately we were adding more value despite that buyer bailing. So we ended up throwing it back on the market and we got another offer for 380, which on paper isn't as much as the 385, but this buyer wanted to close in three weeks and they actually were paying the full realty commission. So we didn't have to pay a penny of commissions. And in Delaware, there's 4% transfer tax. And this buyer was willing to pay one out of the 2% transfer tax that we were going to split 50, 50. So we saved on transfer tax as well. So when it was all said and done, we made $47,000 on this property. And I believe we were only going to make like 32 on the first sale because we got beat up so bad on some of these credits and whatnot. And uh, this other buyer didn't ask for any credits. So we ended up making a lot more money net to us. And it was a very successful deal. So here's a big lesson. When your real estate fix and flip falls out of escrow with a buyer, which if you're doing enough deals, it will happen. Sometimes that's a good thing because you might find another buyer to pay more money and you might make more money. Sometimes you make less money, but in this case, we made more money. We put the house back on the market at the same price, got a better offer and made more money. So Sometimes when you retail buyers bailing you fix and flip deals, it can actually work out in your benefit. And that's a lesson that I learned from this deal. Another lesson from this deal I learned is that you need to have very good communication between buyer's agent and seller's agent. And the first transaction that ultimately fell out of escrow, there was bad communication between the agents. And you know that caused this deal to completely unravel. And it ultimately benefited us at the end of the day. But when you have a good buyer's agent and a good listing agent and a motivated buyer and a reasonable seller, aka us, it's a recipe for success to happen. When you don't have good communication and you don't have good buyers and you're an unreasonable seller, real estate deals go to the gutter. So you got to have a good team, your side and then on the opposite side. And uh, when you have a good team and you have a good buyer, it's where success happens. So those are two of the lessons I learned on this property. And then a third lesson is uh, you can make a lot of money buying properties creatively. So we didn't have to go out and get a hard money loan for this property. We literally took the seller's mortgage over that was still in his name, made the payments for five months, and then we sold the property and the thing got paid off. So literally... You know, you can do creative real estate deals and make a bunch of money. We made $47,000 on a property that we took over subject to. Although we do have to spend $34,000 to catch the loan up. But, you know, fortunately, we had the resources to do it, which is great. And we save a lot of money from projects so we can be able to do more deals. So those are the three lessons I learned. Have a good team. Sometimes when your deal falls out with a fix and flip buyer, it benefits you. And then also you can make a lot of money creatively. 
Hopefully you got value from this property. 140 Pawnee Court in Newark, Delaware. And if you're in Delaware or you're in Reno, Nevada or San Diego or the Hudson Valley and you want a JV with me or you want to wholesale me a property, whether you want a JV wholesale deal together or you want to wholesale me a property because I am a buyer. I, the best deal I ever did was from a wholesaler, ironically, in San Diego. Send me an email, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com or you can send me an Instagram direct message at grego37. I'll see you on the next REI deal breakdown. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.